I'm Chris Proctor, Director of Fixed Income at Alps Funds. Please join me in this multi-part series where we will explore Greg's investment perspectives in this bond regime. Also, why you may be leaving money on the table by not being invested in municipal bonds. And finally, you will gain insight to one of the most successful, disciplined, and compelling investment strategies I have come across in my 30-year career. So enjoy. Greg, welcome to the fourth quarter of 2023. Maybe our timing couldn't be better to talk about municipal bonds. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be back. You seem to have a knack for timing these podcasts when markets are in freefall. <laughs> well, you sound excited about bad markets. We often get strange looks when we smile and, and we speak enthusiastically about lousy markets, and this is certainly one of those times. It's it's always more fun to engage in weak markets than step back and constantly say no thank you when, when markets are strong. And since the financial crisis, we've become experts in saying no, so it's a nice change recently. In fixed income, we have to remember that what's what's tough or difficult for current returns is often a benefit for longer-term results. When our clients think about the role of bonds, they think about income, stability, and diversification with equities. And for a long time, the challenge in fixed income was income. And today, with real yields, or if you adjust yields for inflation, with those yields so low, there was no real diversification benefit to bonds. And, and everyone learned this the hard way last year. But now we're investing in a much more attractive environment. Yields exceed inflation expectations and provide the most most attractive income opportunities in over 15 years. That is good news. Um, but during these sharp sell-offs, um, munis tend to outperform also, right? Is that is that been the case lately? I think what's interesting about the most recent sell-off is that municipals have led the market down. Since the end of July, 10-year Treasury yields are up about 85 basis points, not counting today with the with the strong non-farm payroll print. And 10-year muni yields are up 100 basis points. Usually, munis outperform in sell-offs like last year, but this hasn't been the case. Sentiment is poor, and that's usually good for market opportunities, and, and our team remains upbeat. Even though the Fed has advertised higher for longer for, for quite some time now, many investors remain skeptical. Hope had been high for a near-term pivot to easier policy, but as the likelihood of that has diminished, rates, especially long rates, have corrected sharply higher. Hope doesn't sound like an investment strategy, though. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, early this summer, there was about 100 basis points of easing priced into Fed funds futures by the end of next year. Longer-term monetary policy estimates were in the 25 to 3% range. In hindsight, that may have been irrational. As more investors have been taking the Fed at its word, longer maturity yields have been adjusting up. And as a result, the Treasury and municipal yield curves have become less inverted. And we would say less inverted equals less irrational. Okay, so, so the curve is less inverted or... Less irrational, getting back to to more normal shape, maybe. Um, but in the meantime, bonds still have a little bit of negative returns this year, and money fund yields are five percent or maybe higher now. So cash doesn't seem like a bad doesn't seem bad, does it? Cash is an interesting subject these days. We're we believe we're nearing the end of the active phase of the tightening cycle, and and even if the Fed nudges rates up further, it's difficult to think that they would they would aggressively tighten from here. 
inflation is slowly receding and introducing more hard landing risk or or the risk of further turmoil in the banking system just doesn't seem prudent. Since the tightening cycle began, many investors have reduced rate risk by by shortening their portfolio's duration and in some cases just moving to cash. For a long-term investor who's looking for income stability, holding cash for an extended time might not be the best solution. When judging longer bonds, you have to take into account the the relevant investment horizon, inflation rate, and, and prevailing yields. And there are many attractive uses for cash today with the yields on, on longer-term bonds. Very compelling in our view. It's now quite common to find high-quality municipal bonds that yield between 45 and 5% tax-exempt, and that would be between 7 and 8% on a pre-tax basis for an investor in the top federal bracket. And let's not forget that the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, Act, which brought the top bracket down from 396 to 37%, is poised to expire at the end of 2025. So to us, extending duration today is far less risky than it was a couple of years ago. The, the market's been extension of duration hasn't worked lately. Um, so what if that's wrong again? What's what's the implication for municipal bond investors? When we invest, we, we, we strive to be appropriately greedy and, and we don't believe in stretching for yield. From from a credit perspective, we apply stress tests and throw the proverbial kitchen sink at our bonds before we invest. And this helps give us confidence in our underwriting, even in an adverse scenario. We also want to make sure that our bonds provide attractive yields. And and that depends on the effective maturity, quality, structure and liquidity of the instruments. It's it's basically just a fancy math problem. And it's Mm -hmm. this aspect of, of fixed income that I still find exciting after more than 30 years in the business. All of our all of our fixed income investing is bottom up. Generic AAA yields are now their highest since the global financial crisis, and there's also attractive incremental yield to be had from credit and owning off-the-run bond structures like zero-coupon bonds and, and floating rate notes. Okay. Yeah, those do sound attractive yields um, on a bond-by-bond basis, but when you think about putting together your portfolio, what and you put these individual opportunities together, what, what does the portfolio yield look like today? These days, a, a typical intermediate portfolio for us yields around four and a half to four and three quarters percent before fees, which which again is better than seven percent on a pre-tax equivalent basis. It's not far from normal equity return expectations. It's it's unbelievable, especially when you consider where we were two short years ago. If, if intermediate to long-term interest rates increased 100 basis points over the next year, these portfolios should break even, and, and that's significant protection. And with a 100 basis point rate increase, the portfolios would yield five and a half to five and three quarters percent with a pre-tax equivalent of around nine percent. And we got to believe that with so much wealth out there that a nine percent pre-tax equivalent in, in muni bonds wouldn't stick around for a long time. And for that reason, we think a 100 basis point upward shift from here is a good practical air market scenario. Outstanding. Um, those are very interesting statistics, and especially in an in- income-oriented portfolio or asset allocation. That, those are lofty numbers to think about. Um, okay, last question, Greg. 
What advice would you give investors for navigating in this current environment? The advice we always give is is to know what you own and why you own it. And frankly, if you have questions about either of those, we suggest you invest in MNBD and we'll take take care of it for you. The cost of a credit mistake in a bond portfolio is big, and we, we spend a lot of time and energy to make sure that doesn't happen. So stick to your credit and valuation criteria. Try not to get distracted by all the noise that seems to be everywhere these days. As a general rule, we try not to get caught up in the swings of investor sentiment. When that sentiment is positive, good values are usually difficult to find, so we often step back. But when sentiment is poor, like it is right now, we like to lean in and, and go shopping. When executing in weak markets, it, all, it always feels like you're early, but, but that's typically when the best values are available. So we know we're old fashioned. We stick to our knitting or in this case, our spreadsheets and, and we do our best to stay patient. That's great advice, Greg, and also good insight into uh, your investment philosophy and process. Um, so. That's it. It sounds like there are plenty of opportunities in the, you know, in your space that we can dive into for our next episode. Um, in the meantime, I want to mention though that yields have risen over the past year. Uh, MMBD strategy continues to perform well over that time period, providing a uh, 3.9% return um, over the past 12 months, ending 9:30, and that excludes the tax advantages with the ETF. So. Greg, thank you so much, and uh, happy bond hunting. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening, and if you like what you've heard, please subscribe and share. We appreciate your time and value your feedback, which, by the way, you can send using the Contact Us link at alpsfunds.com.